Agent Power Huddle is a daily jumpstart, giving you all the tools you need to create an amazing real estate career. Led by top experts in the field, you'll learn how to sell more houses in less time while creating the life you want. Welcome to the Agent Power Huddle. Good morning, everybody. We've got an amazing show lined up because we had a guest host who had little logistical changes. And so I roped the one and only Amy Izzo in. I said, Amy, Amy, <laughs> how are you this morning? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm amazing. So, so Amy, if you guys don't know her, she was hosting our Fridays and she's now moved to Wednesdays, spilling tea with Amy. And, um, Amy, train you train on so many different topics. You share stories, you interview people, but I wanted to do a top agent like profile on you because I feel like you know, even though you've covered a lot of your background, I, some people might not know all that much about you and some of the things that make you amazing. Is that how's that? Uh, does that sound like fun? Or you does that make you well, uncomfortable? That sounds that like point? fun to me. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about how amazing I am. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad that sounds like fun because some people are like, no, I don't, I don't want, I don't want to, no, no. <laughs> Amy, Amy really is amazing. I mean, <sighs> so I'm, in okay. terms of where to start with you, I want people to know when I first met Amy, she was already a successful agent, right? So she was a solo agent. Actually, at the time, I think you had a team first, didn't you? When I first met you, not you, I was solo. Okay. So so this is, I've been solo team, solo team. (laughs) That's the journey. That's the journey I wanted to talk about a little bit today. Right. Because I want to go through, sometimes there's team agents who are watching this who think, oh man, that must be fun to run a team. And then you have team leaders come on and go, there's good and bad parts. Right. But you almost at one point probably sold more houses solo than you did with your team. Correct. Yeah, that is true. Okay. (laughs) Everyone is not you. <laughs> Everyone is not you. So and that's okay. And that is okay. So, so let's go through this journey. So you, you started off solo, then you built a team and you went back to solo. Tell, tell me about this. So what, what was the evolution of your, and now you're back to team again. So what, what was the evolution of your career? Let's start there. Um, well, I transitioned from corporate America, right? So I would solo age and I was just figuring it out. And at some point when you're figuring out, you grow your volume to a place it happens when you're figuring it out you grow your volume to a place where you just don't have any more bandwidth right you can only only do so much bandwidth and there's lots of ways to solve for that um but one of the ways was i'll start a team i had a lot of people coming to me i want to work with you so i'm like all right i think the national progression is going to be build a team and i grew to 12 agents really fast um in my market and that was too much now, still not enough of me. Too much, too many agents, too quickly for me personally. And um, uh, not, how do you say this? I'm just going to say it. <laughs> just say um, it. I wasn't selective enough on who I chose to work alongside. That's yeah. the truth. So, you know, and some of that is, that, that doesn't mean like no one was bad, like everyone's fine, but that's more about you as the agent, me. That was more about me. Like, who do I want to work with? I know I don't want to just work with someone with a pulse. Yeah. Who do I want to work with? So I actually ended up, um, we did really well as a team, but I ended up putting the brakes on for a few reasons. The main reason was I didn't really love what I was doing anymore. I was also, and you know this, very overweight. I was all, you know, just at 400 pounds about. Um, 
And so I was um, like a personal mess in terms of um, my mindset, even though I was having success and I looked looked like I was doing great with on the highlight reel, like internally, I just wasn't doing great. I'm like, you know what? That's not who I want leading a group of agents. So I just dismantled the whole thing and focused on me while still running my business because we got to make money. And I think that's a pretty brave thing to do because the, the team was selling houses and doing well, but that, that takes a really... It takes a really large amount of self-awareness to step back and say, this is not working. Like internally, it's not working the way I want it to. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, and if you guys haven't seen, I mean, we're not going to go too depth, depth on it today, although we probably, I mean, can't not talk about it. Your, your personal growth journey has been incredible over the last couple of years. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate that. Still on it. <laughs> <laughs> do you ever, do you, are you ever not on it? Like, does anyone ever stop being on the personal growth journey? No, 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 we do not. Right. <laughs> we do not. And, and so, I mean, you literally, you transformed, um, I mean, you, you transformed your health, your lifestyle. And I'm assuming I mean, I've heard you talk about your mindset that went along with that. You dismantle your team. And then fast forward now, you know, at the point in time, you and I became business partners through, through EXP. I remember you telling me what you had like 16 deals under contract yourself when you came over to, to EXP, correct? Yeah, I think I came over with close to that right around there. Okay. So, um, yeah, between the two companies, what I was, yeah, what I was leaving and when I was transitioning over. Um, I yeah, it's a lot of volume. <laughs> so, so I want to talk about that for a minute. Let's pause there because we have agents here that listen that are either solo agents, team leaders, team members. I think this is universal to everybody. When you start hitting that point where your volume increases, first of all, how did you handle Like, I think most agents listening to this think to themselves, you had 16 under contract yourself as a solo agent. I mean, did you have any back office help? So uh, that has ebbed and flowed. So I had no back office help, which was a mistake. Okay. That's what I wanted you to hit on. So let's talk about that for mistake. Okay. In hindsight, it was a mistake, but what caused you to get to that point? Because this is what I think a lot of agents struggle as we're coming into selling season. This is summer where, you know, people are talking about this transition in the market. I think there's going to be tremendous opportunity as this market transitions and there will be still people selling plenty of houses. And so agents who are kind of in that growth phase, I want them to be aware of this. How did you end up in that place where in hindsight, it was a mistake, but at the time it felt like this is where I needed to be. Um, so I, I always equated uh, earning the money I wanted to earn to working really hard. And that doesn't mean because I have support, I don't work hard, but letting other people, because it wasn't even about the money. I know sometimes, like I could say, oh, well, I'd have to pay someone. It wasn't really even about that because the money was there. So, and I, you know, my business has ebbed and flowed. So I've had months where I've made years where I've made great money and years where I haven't, right? Um, But it really was a mindset thing. It was, well, if I want to earn these dollars, I have to work really hard. And part of working really hard is I have to do everything. And I can control it if I do everything. And if I screw it up, I screwed it up. And if I do it well, I do it well. So I'll just control it all and do it all really well, rather than bringing on another human who could probably do it way better than me, right? And enhance their life right? Uh, the fact that I have the volume, I could pay someone that wants to do that, that does it better than me. Even if day one, they don't do it the way I do it. None of them do it the way I do it. I do not do it the best, right? Um, but 
you know, I can then take that time and invest it in what I should be working on, what I'm really good at. I'm not great at all the paperwork. Can I do it? Yeah. But I don't like it, which is why I'm not great at it. How did you like do it. such a such a large amount of paperwork for so long though? If you're like, if you don't like it, you just just do it. But that's how you have to do it because you have to get paid. So if you don't hire someone, you if you don't hire someone to do it, you have to do it, or you could just not make any money, which was not an option. Right. So, <laughs> okay. So, so so let's because this is this this is this thing that comes up all the time, and so we'll, we'll move here in a second. But I just want to I want to really go deeper here. Agents are always feeling like that they're at that point where they're like, should I leverage? Do I need to leverage? I know you and I had a conversation about it. I am in no way going to think I took credit for this because I'm sure multiple people told you, you need to look at this. What finally caused where you're like, okay, I, I want to bring on some leverage. Like I'm not just going to keep doing this on my own. Um, Because I had to, I was turning business down and I don't like to turn business down. I had to start turning business down. I couldn't go on any more appointments. And the time that I could have been going on appointments, I was doing paperwork and that stinks. So, <laughs> so the pain got big enough, the pain being the pain got so away. bad, I had to do something. Right. You could have like kept balancing the files. You could have kept working more hours, but then you finally literally maxed out in the hours in the day. That was it. Yeah. And then when I really also, I'll tell you what else happened. Um, my daughter who is now 15. So 13 at the time was like, you're here, but you're never here. Like, I see you, but you're not here. You know, you're on this all the time. And I'm like, yeah, but I'm just like talking to you. And then I'm, and she's like, no, but your mind is in there. Mm. And, and she, and she said, I have to, and I noticed this too. Uh, and I really still have to work really hard on it. Um, she'll say, did you hear what I said? And I'm like, yeah. And she goes, no, did you hear what I said? Not the words, but like, are you engaged in this conversation? Okay. I never want to have my child asking me that question. Right. That's very real. And so my kids aren't little anymore, 21, 21 and 15. And I'll tell you, they still need you. And now they'll call you on your BS, right. More than ever before. Right. And so, um, and my boys, I wasn't, you have to realize I was in corporate America for 20 years. I was a high level executive and I traveled a lot, three or four weeks a month. I was home on weekends. And in my mind, I was home on weekends and that was good. And I never missed. I came home on red eyes to make the soccer game and I never missed. But what my kids remember is me leaving. That's what my boys remember. They don't remember all the things they remember some of them, but they don't remember all the things I remember about the trips we went on the weekends and the soccer games I was at and how I was, I managed to do all that. And I ran their PTO and we threw like the best events for their school. And they don't remember that. They remember they, I wasn't there at night or I was on FaceTime, FaceTiming them, their bedtime story. That's what they remember. And the reason I came to real estate was to make that go away. And then I created it again. And my kids were like, you're not doing what you told us you were doing. You said this and you did that. And I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> which, which anyone was. <laughs> Which would really, I mean, I, I just appreciate being vulnerable and telling this because every agent listening to this, by the way, as you tell that relates, I'm sure in some way. And it's kind of funny looking back where you can think that you left your corporate job to get into a 
a less all-consuming industry of real estate where things don't, right? You're like, this will be... <laughs> you know, too, let me say this. And because I, I think a lot of agents out there, people out there can relate to this too. I came from corporate America, which I'm super proud of, but a lot of those infrastructures were in place for me. I didn't have to build them. I had to learn them. Here, I got to build them, learn them. And I have a lot of options. And that was hard for me. I didn't have that many options in corporate America. So it was like, oh, you need to market? You go to the marketing department. And you just tell them what you want and you figure out the budget and they go do it. Oh, you've get risen to this level. Now you have an executive assistant who takes things off your plate if she has to pry it from your cold, dead hands, right? It's not happening here. I'm in these four walls, wherever I'm at and in my car all day. And I have to make those conscious decisions. And when I don't, I'm the only one to blame. You're the only one to blame, but you're the only, but you also have a lot of options, which you said can sometimes cause that paralysis because there are so many choices. So how did you, how did you begin? Because I think this, this story is, you know, connecting with people listening. How did you begin to shift that when you're like, okay, I'm going to narrow down my options. I'm going to figure out which direction to go. What what did you do? I did a TC right away, transaction coordinator right away. So as soon as I uh, realized, as soon as I admitted to myself, (laughs) I got a TC and I've had a few TCs um, along the way. So, and I, now my, now my TC is my husband. That's, we could talk about that in another agent power huddle, but it's going great. It's been a learning, but no, TC was the first role and people say you should get an assistant. You should do this. I needed someone that could take the paperwork off my plate completely. Uh, my job is to set the appointment, do the initial paperwork, do you to get it under contract, list it and hand it to a human that will take it away. So I don't have to look at it anymore. And we'll make sure I'm in compliance. And I, you know, I've got all, if I miss the initial on line 72, they can help me with that. Yeah. Um, and I set up all my clients to know that I have this extension of me and my team, and this is what they're there for. And they're much better at it than I am. They're going to take care of us. I'm not going anywhere, you know, and that's exactly. what I do really well. That's the first thing I did. And that is the, I should have done it my first day in real estate. That's when I should have done it. Interesting. And that, that future pacing, by the way, you do with your client is really important to set that expectation. So they don't feel like they're passed off. They truly believe it's actually a benefit because you're framing it up that way when you when you connect them and introduce them. Let me tell you something funny. I've been the Amy Izzo group since I started in real estate. It was just me. <laughs> sometimes and sometimes it's just been me and my TC, but that's a group. There's two of us. That's a group. <laughs> it is. <laughs> I'm telling you because of that, because I'm like, okay, I'm going to grow this to get somewhere else at some point, And I'm going to have help. Even if I'm the one that delays that <laughs> it's going to happen. <laughs> but, I, but I love the idea, by the way, the frame up that like you are, you are creating business and you're now creating opportunities for other people to work with you. Like it's, it, you're framing it in a different mindset in a way. I, I, it sounds like as I'm listening, by the way, some, I, cause I've kind of noodle on this for years a lot of your identity is tied into just being a productive human being. You, yeah. And identity that? is a big thing. I, identity is a big thing. And I just didn't really understand it until two years ago. And I'm still really working on it. My identity, parts of my programming, right. And we all have programming, but parts of my programming I have learned is 
well, to make a lot of money, you have to work really hard. And if you're not the hardest working person in the room, you probably don't deserve to make a lot of money. Also, making a lot of money was a bad thing in my family. People didn't make money, didn't have money. And if they did, they were bad. And what I've had to learn is that that's not true. That was programming that no one put in me to try to hurt me, right? It was just their belief system, their BS belief system, their BS, right? Which they weren't trying to harm me with, but that's what my environment was. I have moved myself into another environment and I can create something different. Um, And so that's what I have been doing. And so when you create something different, you have to learn not only to operate differently, but to think differently. And you have to teach yourself. You have to reprogram yourself, which is no easy feat, but can be done. It's it's not an easy feat. I think it's something that you have to do over and over again. I mean, I I would yes. bet that, that if you have that belief that, you know, making money is is bad, right? Or people who make money are bad, whatever that belief was. Even if you reprogram yourself, that belief probably creeps back in over and over again. Over and over again. And, making, and then it changes. What I thought was a lot of money four years ago, I have a different thought now about that, right? And so as I, like I had an amazing year last year, I'm having an amazing year this year. And um, when I look at my numbers, I have to take a minute with them and go, okay, this is good because I can do good things with this. There's things I wanna do, right? And I do do and I wanna do, I can do good things with this, not only for me and my family, which is super important, but for other people, you know, I can, I donate money um, from time to time when I can to organizations that are important to me. You know, I love to help kids organizations. And if I didn't earn that money, if I didn't have the leverage to help me earn those dollars, I couldn't do good things. So you can do good things when you earn money. So I really have to work on that all the time. The reason I'm saying this, because people listening to this, I think if if that might not be your belief, you might have a different one, but whatever beliefs you have come up over and over again, and something you have to keep looking at. Um, I had an interesting conversation with an agent over the weekend. Um, He was saying that he'd been in real estate for about 10 years, and he was very competitive with himself. And each year, his goal was to sell more than the previous year. And so that's interesting, because if you're always scaling up, like at some point, I don't know if you ever hit a limit, but that gets really challenging the longer you're in this business. How, how does that resonate with you? Yeah, I'm very much the same way. I always am competing with myself. I'm really very heads down, not too concerned about others around me. I mean, it gets, it creeps in, you know, we all go through comparison mode. It creeps in, but I do a really good job of pushing it out and just, nope. Where were you last year? Where are you today? Okay, great. You're ahead and you're not ahead. Why not? How do we get ahead? And I can seem to manage to figure it out, but it does become more challenging because as that number gets bigger, you have to leverage more. So even today, I have a call at 11. <laughs> I'm in the process of bringing in more VAs. So I need more help, but that's a new skill set. So to learn as well. So every time I have to, I have to, maybe every time I decide, see, I have to decide to bring some, some other support into my business, I have to learn a new skill set to learn how to do that. So so this is really interesting because when you were in corporate America, I mean, did you manage staff? I mean, were you in charge of people at corporate America? But lots. okay. Okay. But this is different somehow. How is this different for you? Probably mindset, Jesse, (laughs) but I, it was just different. Like we, um, 
I don't know. Maybe it's not different, Jesse. Maybe you're having a breakthrough moment with me. I feel like it was different because I knew the, I was the, I felt like the expert there. I wasn't always the smartest person in the room. I didn't need to be that. Um, but I felt like the expert. I knew how to manage that team sitting in front of me every day. Right. And the ones that didn't, I knew how to manage that. And I knew where the infrastructures were. I didn't have to go get them, find them, create them, stay connected to them. Now I work here and wherever I am in the world. Right. Which is a wonderful thing that I can. I worked from Michigan this weekend a little bit. Right. I'm going to I planned. I have four vacations planned this year Four. I haven't gone on them yet between now and the end of the year. And I'm, some of those are going to be true vacations and some of those I am going to work while I'm there. It's the plan. That is so cool. I don't have to be here to work, but it's another skill set and to learn how to navigate. And and do you, this is something I heard out, you know, in coaching sessions for years and years and some years are better than others. Do you plan your vacations like well in advance? Like, do you have, do you set them out and then they're going to happen no matter what you kind of plan your business around it? How does that work for you? Um, Over the last, year and a half, I have started to do that. Yes. So I planned them. So June, we're going to shareholder summit, which I've never been to, but I'm excited to go to my first one um, with EXP and I planned a vacation with that. So, so I'm going to do part of that, do my EXP stuff, which I'm super excited about. And part of that is going to be a little vacation for my hubby and I celebrate our anniversary. So, you know, so I try to tie some business in, but I do plan, like I have a vacation, a true vacation plan in August, which is with my child. Um, and we'll, I will not be working that vacation. So the leverage is important. So the that I focused on what we're doing. Right. And, but you said you only started doing this last year and a half. So I'm curious earlier yeah. on, were you just not taking vacations, which is okay. And if so, I mean, I'm not saying it's okay. I'd rather you would have taken vacation, but it, it is what it is. But do you think that was important for building your business or could you have actually taken vacations earlier on and built at the same time? I could have taken them earlier and should have to recharge because here's what ha- my pattern was. I would take them sporadically. So it's not like I've never been on vacation. I've been a lot of amazing places. So, but it was, it would be a little more sporadic or it would be planned a little bit more last minute. Like I only have you know, eight weeks of summer left and my kids go back to school, we got to get a vacation. in. Like I should have planned that months before and could have. So, but just didn't, you know, it's all just kind of running by the seat of my pants and then, oh, I got to squeeze it in um, rather than, okay, what does this year look like? Well, this year we want to go to, uh, we want to go to Sanibel Island. We want to go to Disney with my daughter who really wants to do the Harry Potter thing at Universal. We want to, you know, like now I'm talking to my kids when we do our goals at the beginning of the year, vision boarding for our businesses. I'm talking to my family. What is it you want to do this year? What is it you want to accomplish this year? How does the family fit in? What are the family things you're open for? And I have a board. I should grab it. I have a board with just like post-it notes on it. They're the sticker. They're stickers. They're, they write the things they want to do. Now, some of those things they got to go do on their own, but some of those things we can do as a family because I now that I know what they really want to do, so I can plan that more. How so cool is that? And if you guys have seen about intentional around that, it's not perfect, but I'm more intentional around that now. I love that. And by the way, Amy has an awesome episode all about vision boarding, but I love that. I love that you are incorporating your family. I didn't realize you were incorporating your family in that part of the, the vision boarding. That's really smart. Yeah. And we have, I was, I think I have it behind me. I have a birthday box. <laughs> it's this little box. So it says happy birthday. And in it, there's things that they all want to do for their birthdays or they want. And then I have a woohoo box. Literally I got it at the dollar store. It says woohoo. 
And in the woohoo box are like all their big dreams and things that they want to do that they were willing to share with me. So like one of them is uh, someone wants to go to Mystic Falls in Covington, Georgia. I don't know who this is. I just know who the people that were in the room. And so we try to like pull things from the box and get them worked in. Someone wants to rent a cabin somewhere, which I think we're doing in July. So that's awesome. Right. So we try to pull things from the box and do them randomly. So it's not just me figuring it out. And I, so I can be more intentional. I could do things my family really wants to do. Um, and I can recharge too, because what I would do is work, 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 have a nervous breakdown, not really, but be burnt out and feel like it. And then just lay around and do nothing for a week, except whatever I had to answer. So my deal would close. <laughs> I mean, I'm just being totally honest. And then I get back into it, I'd be good again. Yeah. Until the next time I would yeah. crash. And that's the reality. And I think a lot of people do this. Yeah. Sprint until you crash, sprint until you crash. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I mean, really just, I appreciate, that's what I was hoping we would do this morning. Just, I appreciate being vulnerable. And this is like, I guarantee there are people that relate to this. Right. And so you use the word intentional. I got about five minutes. I just want to, I want to go a little deeper on this. Yeah. You said, does being intentional help you avoid burnout or do you still find yourself burning out from time to time, even with, intentional planning around your year? Well, I'm, I would say it's better. It, it's better. I'm not feeling burnt out anymore, but I can sense when it's coming. Right. So I have more awareness, which is great. I just can sense when it's coming. And then I know I, something's got to change. Either I've got my hands on things I'm not supposed to. In other words, I'm not emailing my TC or calling them and asking I'm doing the work. Right. Because come on, I'm, I'm, I'm imperfectly human. Um, and then, and my husband loves to call me out on that. And he's like, well, who's supposed to schedule the closing? Can you work on that for Thursday, please? (laughs) (laughs) You know, so I tend to like jump in where I'm not needed. Um, so I, sometimes it's stuff like that. And other times it's just, okay, the volume is up again. So Amy, you have to make a decision. Right. You either have to add the right support or you have to turn down the business. I never want to turn down business. Bad business. Yes. Like I won't do business with everybody. Bad business. Yes. But if I, it's not bad business, someone wants my help and I just don't have a solution in place for that. That's a problem. And I'm, I'm, I'm in that mode now. Um, I'm in this, the, I'm in that mode now. Like I'm in the, I'm in the process of looking at ROI and reevaluating and adding more support. So it's, which is always hard for me, but I know it'll be great on the other side. (laughs) (laughs) I I love it. And, and I think this tie kind of ties it all together. When you talk about like being intentional, having your trips planned out, it gives you something and your family to look forward to that helps avoid burnout. When you're talking leverage and you're bringing someone in, knowing that you're going to get to the point of, okay, it's going to be slow process potentially to get them trained up, to get them over. But I know where I'm going. It gives you something to look forward to once they're trained or once they're on board, taking this piece off, it's going to be really good. Yeah. To- and, you know, I love to that when you do that, you're helping someone build their business. If someone's business is TC, they need your business. So if they do a great job and you hire them and you can do that, Right. You, there's a, and there's always a solution to put that in place. I agents tell me all day long, there's no solution for that. No, there's always a solution to put that infrastructure in place. So that's just about, that's just our own excuses. But um, you're really helping that person grow too. You're growing and they're growing because they're getting what they need for their business. And so 
But I have to keep, I have to make sure I look forward to that too. Like, okay, that's the impact I'm having on, on in the world. That's another impact I'm having in the world is I just helped so-and-so build their business. Do you think there's anything, I mean, you just said when agents say there's not a solution, do you think there's anything that there's not a solution for? No, everything is figure outable. By the way, I just, I, I hope everyone listening to this goes back and listens to this whole thing a second time. There are so many good lessons in here. Seriously, I mean, there's so much good stuff that just like, this is the profile of what makes someone a top producer. Like you, you not only sell a lot of houses, but you create jobs, you support your community. You are, I mean, you are, you're doing so many amazing things and this is what makes it all fit together. Well, thanks. Yeah, I love it. Any Anything else? And by the way, I don't know if you saw in the chat box, um, Kim had a comment. She wanted to do a whole episode just on the birthday box, by the way. Oh. <laughs> I think the birthday we box. Did an on that. <laughs> yeah, I need some episode. I need episode ideas. No. <laughs> there you go. I, I think talking about some of the family stuff, I think talking some of the, the birth, like I never heard you talk about that before. Yeah, I guess I haven't. I guess I haven't. I can do that. Yeah, we. I did the whole, I wanted the, my family was like, we don't want a vision board. Oh my gosh. It's like, woo woo. My mother's crazy stuff, but they all did it. And they, I have pictures of them holding their boards. I wasn't allowed to post them, but I have pictures of them holding their boards. And then, like I said, I just came up with the wish, the birthday wish and the woohoo box one, because I want to know like, what is it they really want to go and do? But two, because I never know what to buy them for their birthday. <laughs> They're getting old. It's so hard. So <laughs> also selfishly driven. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Well, Amy, thank you for jumping on with me and just doing this. This is, I think this is super fun. I really, really it appreciate it. Thanks, Justin. Good to see you. And everybody, if you like what you heard, Amy's going to be back here tomorrow spilling tomorrow. tea with Amy because we got her back to back this week. Yeah. Two All doses right. of Amy, double dose. Have a good week, guys. Have a good day. Right. Bye, guys. If you'd like more information or to get connected to the Agent Power Huddle, join our free Facebook group. This call was designed for the agents in our EXP organization, but open to any agent from any brokerage. If you're a guest and you're interested in learning more about EXP or our specific resources within the Agent Collective, reach out to the person who invited you to this call to get more info. Produced by the Agent Collective Media Network.